Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the cooling campfire because we <laughs> just came home today. I'm Tony. And I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. We spent several days once again at Clear Lake Campground with a bunch of vintage trailers. Yes, a bunch. Including... This is the first time I have ever seen one. Oh, my dream rig. A holiday house. A holiday house with an old Ford that had the same color scheme. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It was a turquoise stripe on this holiday house with a turquoise oven and a turquoise 1965 Ford pickup truck pulling it. It was super cool. So gorgeous. And the lady who restored it, restored it herself. So we should be expecting to read about her very soon. Indeed. Because I'm going to talk some more to her and get some more information. And I'll write a, I'll write a little story about her. Sounds like fun. And I will write a story of the history of the Holiday House trailer. Very good. All wow, right. we're like a team, man. Man. And <laughs> we got stuff to do. Wow, that's amazing. But first, let's go camping again. (laughs) We're home for a day and a half and then we're going again. Yeah, well, we have another of our RV basic training camps. We do. That's the last one for the year. We think. Well, the last one that's scheduled for the year. Right. And then I really want to take it on the road. I really want to talk about going to a little bit distant. Even if it's still California, just other places. As much as we love going to Clear Lake Campground, I think that we could benefit people more if we move away from home just a tiny bit. Yeah, no, I agree. We we have talked to some RV dealers in some places about doing the RV basic training camp in places other than near our home base. And so I think we're going to. Yay! Yeah. So watch for that next year. And if you would like to talk to us about RV Basic Training Camp and bringing it into your campground or dealership. We would be honored to talk to you about we that. absolutely How would. How would you find us? You'd probably find us by going to www.stresslesscamping.com. Indeed, and there's a contact us form there. So that's the way to get in touch with us. And, you know, I'll open it up to if you have a question or something about whatever it is. A few people have written to us. Well, actually, quite a few people have written to us. Yeah. Don't be shy. That's what that button's there for. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of that website, Peggy spent a lot of time, <laughs> a lot, lot of time, of time <laughs> researching all the different RV clubs. I see a lot of people ask on Facebook, like, what's the best group to join? And sometimes they ask an apple or an orange kind of a question because they don't realize that the two different ones, it's not really, should I join this one or that one? Because they do very different things. And it's not always clear what those different agencies or service clubs or whatever offer. So I sat myself down and I looked up what features each of the popular clubs have and put it all down on paper. Well, 
not paper, <laughs> screen. Yeah. <laughs> I made a chart for kind of quick reference. So please go check it out. Please don't make me waste my time. <laughs> yeah. No, Peggy spent a lot of time on these. And, you know, it is at apples and oranges. And after you read it, you will say, orange, you glad you read it. Orange, you glad you know this now. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, she really did do a lot of work to hopefully provide some answers. So if you're thinking, hmm, should I join an RV? club this might help you find one that has the features and benefits that best suit your style of RVing exactly and some of the comments that I got regarding that article have led me to some ideas for a future article so stay tuned yep. man we're gonna wear our keyboards out <laughs> so send money so I can buy a new keyboard no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no don't don't do that don't do that don't do that I can buy my own keyboard <laughs> well you did just get a new Mac so <laughs> Kind of came with its own keyboard. It did, indeed. All right, we feel like we're rambling, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to share one of our favorite RV clubs with you, and then we will be back because we think we have something for all you people who are still taking deliveries of RVs. Yeah. We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now, now that's Stressless, stressless camping. camping. Have you ever felt like you were taking a drink of water from a running fire hose? <laughs> If you haven't, you have not taken delivery of a new RV. Yeah, there is so much information. And sometimes they want you in and out of there like a fast food restaurant and they try to cram all that information into like an hour. Well, or sometimes people just as I've heard from places that I stay in touch with. They say, well, we'd like to schedule you four hours. And people are like, are you kidding? I don't want to stay that long. What? <laughs> And I've heard of these things that last eight hours. and That would be cool. Well, that seems like it would be kind of tiring, honestly. Well, that's what the basic training camp that that's we've been teaching right. is. is a <laughs> very long delivery process, Delivery essentially. process, and we let you sit. Yeah, and we feed you chili dog wraps. <laughs> that's right. So we thought that it would be a helpful bit of information to kind of walk you through the walkthrough and yeah. give you some tips for getting through that delivery walkthrough. Yeah, if you are about to take delivery of a new RV of any sort, they're going to want to show you how all the systems work. And so we thought we'd provide some tips as to things to 
kind of keep on the lookout for and to do to have the best success? So one of the first things that we always recommend is that if there are two adult campers, both of you go on this trip because there's so much information and everyone kind of learns differently. So when we went on our pickup, Tony videoed everything and I wrote everything down with an actual pen on paper, which he just doesn't understand. (laughs) But that's how I learn and remember things. And so we had the video and he was, you know, listening while he was video and I was taking notes. And between all those different methods, we managed to not blow anything up. (laughs) Yeah. And here's what not to do. I mean, I know this is going to sound harsh because you want your family involved in the whole process, but I would only bring the adults or the people who can absorb the information in this. I've seen lots of times where people bring smaller children and you know you're paying as much attention to them because they're getting bored. Right. As trying to learn this information that could keep your trailer from burning down. Right. So we recommend leaving the children, leaving the dogs, leaving the bored teenagers. There are teenagers who get really into it. And if they, you know, they don't have those bad memories like we have. So (laughs) they might actually be really helpful. But if they're just gonna mope around and be distractive, don't bring them. Maybe they can do something else because it really is a lot of information. It really is very helpful to know as much as possible. And being distracted by, are we like, done yet are we going home now like i'm so bored (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's how all teenagers sound like totally totally (laughs) (laughs) so the main thing to remember when you're walking through is that pretty much everything in that rv works a little bit differently than what you're used to in your house i mean yeah you have a toilet here you have a toilet there but they don't flush the same No. You have a refrigerator here and you have a refrigerator there, but they don't run the same. No, not at all. Well, now a few new ones do, but for the most part, you're right. They work very differently. One of the things, don't be afraid to literally push every button, switch every switch, light every light, operate every single component in that RV. Yeah, you bought the thing and you're going to be the one that needs to use it, so... Making sure that all those switches work is one thing, but making sure you understand how hard you have to push a button to make it work. Sometimes, you know, I've had people say, oh, my whatever, whatever doesn't work. And I said, well, you need to hold it for two seconds or, you know, whatever, something like that. So you need to get used to the feel of how things work as well as just reading on paper how they work. Absolutely. And like I say, test every system. So make sure that your RV is hooked up to quote unquote city water, pressurized water to make sure that that system is fully functional and not leaking. Make sure that there is water in the freshwater holding tank and that your water pump system is working properly and not failing. When you get there, the fridge should be on and nice and cold. But you want to know that it's going to work, whether it's plugged into shore power or whether it's running on propane or if they have this alternative, whether the 12 volt works. I'm not sure if you can tell if it's already cold. If you can tell if it continues to run, if you turn off one method of power and not the other. But it's just good to see, yep, that thing works. But there's an alarm light. If ours quits working, an alarm light comes on. So we know something's wrong. We got to figure out what it is. Water heater, make sure that that works. And the way to do that is, does hot water come out? And usually they work on both gas and electric. So have them show you both. Now you're not going to 
those things hold hot water for a good long time. Mm -hmm. So if you're there for an hour or even six hours, chances are it won't cool down enough to really show you that it works. But if you turn on hot water and there's some hot water coming out, it works, right? You kind of hope that they didn't just put in some boiling (laughs) water right away so that you think it was hot water. If you're in a dealership that's going to do something like that, you should run away anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Check all the light switches and the bulbs. I have to say... I have yet to meet a installed RV radio that I like. I don't know who designs these user interfaces, but they ought to be taken out into the woods and switched. I, it, but honestly, not that many people use the radio, right? I mean, don't we all just use our phones? And- well, not necessarily. Some of them, the TV works through the radio. So you get your audio content. Like, let's say the radio may have the DVD player. And by the way, good luck finding any RV with a Blu-ray player in it. That's oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? But anyway, so a lot of times the radio is sort of the hub of the audio for this RV. So you need to understand how to work the radio to get sound for the TV. Not always. But that's the thing to know. Like, how does it work? And what do I have to turn on? And how many different switches do I need to do to change what I'm listening to or what I'm watching? Those are just things that you know, eventually you'd probably figure it out, but save yourself a little frustration in in the having to figure it out yourself and have them show you. And write it down because it truly is, it's a user interface nightmare. Yeah. So turn on the air conditioner. Yeah. Even if it's winter, turn it on, make sure it blows some cold air. And even if it's 100 degrees outside, turn on the heater and make sure that it blows some hot air. Right. Our dealership, I was so proud of our service techs. So there's like a protective coating they put on these heaters and it kind of stinks. And our dealership would actually run and clear that off. That was a good thing. But test the heater too. Make sure that it works. Yeah. And if your dealer hasn't happened to burn the heater for a while, just know that you will probably get that new heater. That smell. Smell. Don't be too concerned. Should burn off after a little while. You know, three months later, if it still smells, then you probably <laughs> need to have it If you're out. using it. I mean, it, it, yeah, it'll yeah, stay well, on right, there because right. it's designed to keep it from rusting and stuff. Know about your tanks. Know that you have a freshwater or more than one gray water and black water tanks. What they mean, what they are, where they are how to fill them, how to empty them, mm-hmm. and what's in them. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I mean, fresh water, pretty much that's easy to figure out. Gray water is usually the water out of your sinks and your tub. And black water is the toilet, is the toilet water. And I'm surprised how many people do not understand the fresh water system. So yeah. if you are hooked up to... You know, you go to a campground, for example, and you attach your RV to a spigot and turn it on. It's a pressurized water. It looks just like a garden hose, basically. Then the water basically works like it does at home. You turn on the faucet and water comes out. But if you are not hooked up to, quote unquote, city water, then the tank in your RV is there to be filled with fresh water, drinking water, or you know, sink water, basically. And And uh, that is not pressurized. Right. So you have a pump. So that's the time when you will want to know how to turn on that water pump and get the water to come out of the faucet. There's also a difference in how the toilet works. The toilet doesn't hold a tank of water like the house toilet does. Water will flow into the bowl when you flush, which by the way, is always a foot pedal. I can't think of I any think that I've aren't. I have ever not seen it. Because there's no tank, so there's no flush mechanism on the tank, which is what we're used to in the yep. house. So they work with a foot pedal, understand that water needs to be used. 
in order to make that black tank work properly. Especially if you are using that toilet for number two. Lots of water is the key. You want water. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be stingy with the water. And one of the things that we have done, like when we're boondocking, is we have a little tub that fits in the sink. And so like washing the dishes and that whatnot. Then we take that water and pour it down the toilet. And that way we know that we're getting plenty of water in our black tank. And it keeps our gray tank from filling up quite so quickly. So it's like double using your water. And I don't have to worry so much if I left a bean or a pea in there. It can go (laughs) down the toilet and it will get digested. Yeah, because that's what the toilet's for is a pea. A pea. (laughs) I just said pea because there happened to be a pea in the bucket this morning when I did dishes from our potatoes last night. Oh, I was like, where in the heck did we get a pea? But okay. We had curried potatoes last night and there were peas. (laughs) Boy. Okay. You know, there are so many things I could say that are so horrifically inappropriate, and yet I have to stop. And I think just... you should just stop and read the next item on the list. Okay, I'm going to do <laughs> Know where your fuse box is and what's in there. So that's a big deal. It's oftentimes very close to the fridge, but not always. There are two electrical systems in your trailer. There's a 110 system, just like in your house, and there's a 12-volt system, like in your car or your tow vehicle. And the 12-volt system runs lights fans all the little control boards in the refrigerator the water heater that sort of stuff the awning and so that has fuses just like the ones in your car and most of these fuse boxes if a fuse is blown there's a little light next to it which is really cool it's like hey i'm a blown fuse so you know which one to replace then there's the 110 system which only works typically when you're plugged into shore power so when you're at a campground or whatnot some rvs do have inverters and that adds yet another layer but again it's still basically 12 volt or 110 so know your fuse box now here's something that they don't tell you some of these rv companies in addition to the fuses in the fuse box put fuses in these odd places and crazy it just, oh, places drives me up the flipping wall places you would never think to look for a fuse yeah we knew somebody who for one reason or another took out the control panel of their trailer and behind it was the fuse for the awning and it's like you've got to be kidding me who would think to look there? Yeah, so if your awning doesn't work, you figure it must be a fuse. You go to the fuse box. You can't oh. find the fuse box for the awning. All the fuses are good. No lights are on. Maybe it's something worse. Yes. But no, it's just a hidden fuse. Yeah, it's just somebody <laughs> saving 10 cents on some wiring. That kind of stuff makes me crazy, yeah. but whatever. It's confusing. <laughs> oh, <you> got one. <laughs> no, I did the orange one too. <laughs> See, aren't you glad you listen oh, to this boy. podcast? That's twice for the same pun. All right. So know where your emergency exits are, one or more, and know how to use them. Understand how to use them. It's not going to be fun when, God forbid, you ever have to use it. Let's just say you never do. But you should know how and where to do that. And you should practice, I think. Not totally using it, but think about the whole process of, you know, A, it's going to happen in the middle of the night. It's a holy smokes type of incident where you're like, oh my God, oh my God. Listen to our episode. We had an episode with Todd and Elaine, who's just a great expert on fire. Yes. We'll put a link to that one, but it's really good to know what you should know before you need to know it. 
Does that make sense? Fortunately so. I think so. <laughs> I wanted to say no since yeah. you said no so many times, but that wasn't the right answer. You know? We'll put a link to that fire safety episode. Actually, I think it was a two-part episode. I think there were two. Please listen to that. It could save your life. Because, right. you know, we need all the listeners <laughs> But seriously, we really do want you to be safe out there. We really do. So what happens if you walk through and there's something wrong? Well, if it's a little something, you can stand there with your arms crossed and your toe tapping while you watch them fix it. That's true. If it's kind of a bigger something that you can live with until they can buy a replacement or something like that, it may wind up that you have to come back to the dealership. And so know the rights that you have in your state about taking delivery of a new vehicle or used vehicle and how that relates to dealer promises because it's not the same in all state and please don't assume it's the same as for a passenger vehicle like a truck or a right. car or whatever it can be very very different for rvs so know and your rights as wonderful as they may be please also don't assume that they're going to do what they say they're going to do with a handshake or a verbal get everything in writing if you're going to need to come back if you have some kind of an issue Get everything in writing so that when you come back and they say, oh, I don't know, Bob left. We don't have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's the squirrel syndrome, right? I mean, they could be absolutely sincere. They could have every intention of making things right for you and squirrel, right? And then yeah. it's like, oh, shoot, I forgot about that. And it happens. Sure. And so if you write down anything that you see that might need attention, get in writing with a signature that those things will be corrected. And do know, I mean, as we record this, part shortages are a severe reality in the RV business. So yeah. it may be, honestly, like months before that part becomes available. And so if it's something that is minor inconvenience or, you know, maybe right now we're going into winter and having the air conditioner need something isn't that big of a deal right now, that's right. fine. And you can make arrangements for it to happen later, but always get it all in writing. And it helps them too. I mean, you know, let's say you're selling 10 RVs a day, you're going to forget if you're the right. dealer. And yeah. so it's helpful to both parties to have it in writing. And they want you to be a happy customer because then you're going to tell other people right. and they're going to tell other people and they're going to sell more RVs. It's a simple customer service equation. Yep, exactly. So then once you've made the decision that everything is good or as good as you need it to be for the moment and you leave, hey, yay, go camping, yeah. right? And honestly, go camping. Absolutely. Like, leave that dealership, drive to a campground and camp for a night or two and try everything. And then if you get there and you can't remember something, your notes are fresh, your mind is fresh, you're dealer is fresh in remembering you, you call and go, hey, it's John. Remember, I just picked it up yesterday and I forgot how you told me to turn on the fridge. Yeah. Right. And there it feels like they have a closer relationship to you because they just saw you today or yesterday. Yeah. Try to figure out if at all possible how to go camping, like literally take it from the dealership to yeah. a campground or heck, if you can't find a reservation, camp in your yard. Yeah. Go home and camp in your yard. But you, not that many people have 30 amp hookups. So. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> and not that many people have, you know, like 
sewer cleanouts that are very well, convenient right. to where you could camp your RV. So it's a really great thing. If you can go to a full service campground, try all the, th- even if you're going to boondock the first night for me, it was like, Oh, I don't, I, I want all the things. I want all the hookups. I want to be able to test everything and remember how to do all the things. And so we did, we went for a couple of nights as soon as we left that dealership. And that was a good thing. Everything was fresh in our mind and we got to press all the buttons and switch all the switches and it was super terrific and nothing was wrong and and we had a great time that's right so that is our short version of the way to drink from a fire hose when you're picking (laughs) up your rv i love that i think it was todd that actually said that to me first or maybe josh the rv nerd and i love the expression so much yeah and it's absolutely accurate so there you go we have a corresponding article on stressless camping which we'll put a link to yes and so with that we think we're gonna go camping too we're gonna well let's take a little break first all right Camping is all about great experiences, and that's why we love Harvest Hosts. Harvest Hosts is the gateway to beautiful overnighting experiences. And with Harvest Hosts, you can boondock at wineries and breweries, cultural destinations, golf courses, so much more. It's a great alternative to traditional campgrounds. Yeah, a lot of those really great pictures you've seen online, like Instagram and such, have been taken at Harvest Host destinations, and you can experience those yourself. You can, and we've got a good deal on Harvest Host memberships on our partners page at StresslessCamping.com. Enjoy your next Stressless Camping getaway at a beautiful destination and save money in the process. Winner, winner. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Hey, chicken dinner. (laughs) So, it's coming on winter. Nuh-uh. And, well, I mean, not in California. (laughs) It never does. Winter, stay away. (laughs) But there are people in this world that don't get to camp in the winter. Well, I mean, even if you do, you know, now is the time of year when rats appear. Oh. Yeah, Peggy hates them. I'm going to just leave the room Uh, One of the things we see a lot in the various places all over the interwebs is people say, well, what's the best rodent repellent? And for everyone who says this is the answer, there's someone who says this is not the answer. Yeah, it's funny. Well, one of the more common ones is Irish Spring Soap. And Irish if, Spring as soap. soon as you post a picture of Irish Spring Soap, someone will post a follow-up picture of Irish Spring Soap with lots and lots of rat eat marks yeah. on it. Lots of chew my bite bite <laughs> marks on Chewy. it. Chewy. Chew marks on it. Chewy Chewbacca. And as soon as you say bounce dryer sheet, someone will yeah. show a shredded dryer sheet that a mouse used for bedding. Yeah, exactly. So there may <laughs> not be one answer for everyone what has really worked well for us is a product called grandpa gus's mouse repellent or rodent repellent shoot (laughs) we'll put a link in the show notes (laughs) but it has worked really really well it's pretty simple it's what cinnamon and peppermint oil yeah and they're in little pouches so you can just set the pouch down what i learned years ago was that mice and rats tend to run along the edges along the walls so i always put my little pouches in corners where they might be running so that they are more likely to come across them and run away from them. So apparently they really dislike this smell. If you put several of these pouches in your RV, it keeps them out. Where we have our trailer parked, we live on half an acre. We 
grow vegetables and that kind of stuff. It's a field. It is a place that rodents absolutely adore. Oh, yeah. And this has worked for us for all the years that we've had our trailer. Yep. So that's the best endorsement I can offer is it works for us. We have been talking about this stuff for years and it's worked for years and only once have i heard somebody say it didn't work for them and you know not every solution works for everybody right and you have to change it out once in a while that stuff loses its potency these last a really good long time and what i love about them they're not poison in any way they don't really repel you know like well we don't have dogs anymore but you know the dog didn't seem to be really that in hatred of them they don't eat it or get poisoned by it or anything like that they just don't like it and so they leave yeah and i love oh yeah the smell it's peppermint and cinnamon i mean how can you go wrong yeah it makes your rv smell fantastic so it's sort of one of those no bad solutions and so anyway for us what's worked well is grandpa gus's yeah and they even came out with a mosquito spray recently and they did come out with a mosquito spray whatever grandpa gus is up to man he's that man knows his he stuff. He knows how to get rid of pests. Yeah. So that's our tip if you're putting your RV away or even just... Even if it's for a short time. Oh, and you know what? Sometimes that happens even when you're in the RV and camping. Uh, Jason and Abby, it happened yeah. to a few weeks ago. When I was a kid, I went camping with my grandparents and there was a mouse in their motorhome. Yeah. You know, another <sighs> place where we've put those pouches is in our cars. Yeah. Because mice like to eat the wiring in your car. And if you have a nice vintage yeah, car, bad. Ugh, it's... So frustrating when mice attack the wires. Well, any car. Yeah. There you go. There's our gadget report of the week. We really always appreciate having you here, having you tell your friends so that they come and join you. And we've gotten some great reviews this week. We we are so grateful Boy, to do those. we appreciate those reviews. They're, Absolutely. It's so, I mean, not only do they help us get the word out to other people, but it's just such a joy to read them. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. makes me smile when someone tells us like, oh, I, I binged listened to all the episodes because well, I just heard of you. I mean, truthfully, we really do work to provide value to you. That's our ultimate goal. Yeah. And so to know that we're hitting the mark, at least for some people, makes me really happy. Yes, indeed. So if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, did you know that it's free to subscribe on any podcast app? Any podcast app. And we are saving a seat for you around our virtual campfire. So if you want to find us on all those social places and on our website and read our blog, go to www.stresslesscamping.com. From there, you can jump off to all the socials, the Facebook, the Insta, all that good stuff. Thank you again for being here this week with us and happy happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!